there, beautiful people. You're listening to Cast Ripple by Carla Berger from Cape Town, South Africa. Hello, friends, and welcome to a new episode of Cast Ripple. Cast Ripple and Be a Ripple is a space where I like to share what I like to call life-enhancing tools that absolutely anybody can use to better improve the quality of their day-to-day experiences. Today I want to talk to you guys about this book, Conversations with God, the first book. There are three, I've only read the first one. But for me it's been a very big eye-opener, it's been an affirmation that this reality which I'm experiencing now in these past few years and which is really opening up for me is truth for me. So I um, grew up in a Christian household, very loving Christian household and for most of my growing up life I practiced the religion of Christianity. But there was always for me personally something fundamentally missing in that practice. For other people it worked or works to this very day. For me it there were fundamental questions that I felt weren't answered. And this book helped me answer those questions. So I have nothing against religion or Christianity for that matter. Like I said, for some people it works and for some people it doesn't. And in my case, it just didn't work. It didn't give me the answers that I needed. So that's why these days I'm much more spiritual rather than religious. Anyway, besides the point, this book, I'm going to discuss with you a few points that I really, really loved in this book. A few points that I've taken from it and that I've really... Um, taken to heart because it helped me understand and helped me kind of put into words what I've been experiencing these past few years. So the book is wrote by uh, Neil Donald Welsh by the way. So the first thing the book goes into is describing how God communicates with you and God okay just The book is written in a way where Neil Donald Walsh has this conversation with God. He kind of starts off with a journaling experience and then asks God why this is happening. And then God kind of answers through writing, through him. So he's being a medium for God in this particular book. So he answers God or asks God questions and then God answers through him on paper. So the first thing is how God communicates with us and very importantly God says that or the answer is given that words are the least communicative in terms of what divinity is. Words are just signposts, they are made up concepts, made up constructs by us, by our logical minds in order to kind of describe what can't be described. So any words um, that don't resonate with you, rather don't take that word uh, as a logistical meaning of that thing. Rather, 
take from that word what resonates with you. So if I'm, for instance, saying God, and God has a very bad resonation with you, replace it with universe, replace it with divinity, replace it with source, prana, life force energy. Whatever you want from that word, you have the power to take from that word. It's not the word that dictates the meaning. The word is just a signpost. So the best way God or divinity um, communicates with us is through feeling, emotion, that gut feeling, that intuition. That is a very, very important communication tool. Thoughts are also very important. And then experiences is the most powerful form of communication that there is between us and God, between us and divinity. So very important to keep in mind that feelings, thoughts um, and experiences are actually the foremost communication tool between us and divinity and not words. Because here's why that's important. Sometimes we will experience something or feel something or um, what was the other one? Think something. And we won't take that as communication from God because the text of something we read or have been taught tells us differently. But words are the least powerful communication tools between us and divinity, which means that if we experience some kind of profound insight, and that profound insight is different from what we've been taught or what words have been telling us, we tend to not believe the experience, we tend to believe the words. And that kind of is misleading because our experience and our feelings and our thoughts, especially those from divine thoughts and feelings, are actually the most important. And we shouldn't be trying to cast it into white and black the whole time. So here's the tricky part with that, also discussed in the book, is thoughts and feelings are, in this reality, also manipulated by mind-made self, by ego, by what we've been taught as we grew up, by what we believe we are, um, by our personalities, by what we perceive ourselves to be. So not all thoughts and all emotions are divine communication. There needs to be a discernment between what you see as thoughts or emotions that are from divine communication and thoughts and emotions that are from ego or mind-made self. And it's difficult at the beginning to distinguish between these two because your ego is very loud at the beginning. But as you step away from thoughts and emotions and observe them, you will get more in touch with your intuition and with that gut feeling that is actually clearer and it's full of love and joy and truth. So any emotion or thought that doesn't feel like joy or with peace in it or a truth, there's this resounding vibrant 
frequency running through it that is of divinity is actually not divine it is ego based it is mind based that only comes with practice unfortunately so you we all learn or are reminded of that that's the other thing the book also really is based on it's based on this profound idea that a very long time ago there was God divinity source energy whatever you want to call it there was this it godliness and it was only that and it knew what it was but it wanted to experience itself and the only way that it could experience itself was by dividing itself into a bajillion different pieces to interact with each other in order to realize self so it had to come and create this reality which we are observing and in now for it to play itself out in a bajillion million ways to experience itself right i hope you're with me but that is insane because what that means is that every single one of us and not even every single human being but everything that lives and not just everything that lives everything that is any matter or anything that is not perceived as matter space time air oxygen anything that you can't even see because it's so small anything you can't even see because it's so big is divinity is God experiencing itself in this reality so that means that I am a fraction of God you are a fraction of God we are all representations of God God is not an external force God is an internal force God is you and me and everything around us which means that we ourselves are very very powerful co-creators because we all have the same definitive abilities not sure if definitive is a word but rolling with it so that has this... can you see how powerful that is can we just take a moment to try and conceive of the power of that the thing is that our minds can't conceive that our minds can't logically comprehend that and that's the thing that this book does is it points you towards you cannot understand with your mind what is going on here but your soul already knows and your soul is every day and every minute and every moment being reminded of what it is because of course when this whole plan to experience godliness when God put this plan into place for him to experience himself he couldn't go into it knowing 
or mindfully knowing what he is. Every soul that comes of divinity into this reality forgets who he is. And the process of life is a process of reminding oneself of who you truly are. And that is godliness, that is divinity, that is source, that is prana, that is life force energy. We are God realizing itself in this reality. And that's just, it's insane. So our entire purpose in life, and this is the only purpose that we have, we, we constantly search for purpose in life, right? That's some of the biggest questions we can ask ourselves. But our only purpose is to be reminded and to create ourselves in who we really are. It's living every day and every moment in the knowing and the remembering that you are divinity. And pushing away from ego, pushing away from my made self and moving more into oneness, more into God, more into self, which is everything. So this self that God created also included duality, which means that essentially in life there's not only love, which is God, there's also fear or hate or anger or any other obvious opposite of godliness but it's also all the same thing fear is also god but it is the shadow of god because god is light and god god is dark but for you and for god to understand that god is love god also needs to be fear there needs to be this duality. There needs to be an experience of both polarities. If there's not an experience of both polarities, there cannot be the realization that there is just one. So there needs to be a whole spectrum of experiences to go through, to experience and to realize that one is not that but the other but also to realize that there is no such thing as other, there is only one, which includes all of this. It sounds insane, I know, but it's profound. And once you start to realize that with your soul, everything becomes magical. You are so powerful. You have so much control over your reality that you have actually been probably subconsciously creating everything that's around you. Because we have subconscious and conscious thoughts. And there's a collective and identity individual experience there's so many layers to this but all of that and all of the 
thoughts and emotions felt throughout that creates this reality. And our experiences of that are in our control. So he makes this um, analogy that we are all painters. But we forgot. It's like we, we, we came into a room and there was paint and a canvas. And we do not remember that we chose that canvas or we chose those paints and those paint brushes and the colors and the room and the city and everything. But we actually did. So when soul comes in, when your soul comes into this reality, it chose the circumstances. Wherever you may be in this world and whatever circumstances you are in, your soul chose those circumstances for you because it know, knew it would be conducive of key rememberings, teachings that it had to learn in this lifespan. But soul does not have control over your mind and body, really. It can try and lead you into the right direction, but ultimately you decide how your paint, painting ends up. You in your bodily experience decide whether this is going to be a masterpiece or whether this is going to be a horrendously horrifying painting all the while knowing that either way it's all good it's all part of the experience of self whether you create this masterpiece of a painting or whether you create nothing or a horrible painting is all an experience of self so there that leads me into the next one there's no technically there's no such thing as right or wrong whatever you want to be in relation to something else whatever you want to read into experience there is no such thing as right or wrong that might sound crazy because then people killing other people is not wrong but also again realizing deeply that words and right and wrong and the concepts we have about what is right and what is wrong make it difficult to understand logically everything just is there is no such thing as right and wrong because things are the way they are because we created them whether consciously or, sub or subconsciously with our thoughts with our feelings with our words with our actions and that leads to the next one manifesting what we want in this reality is about our thoughts leading into our words leading into our actions those three are the cornerstones of manifesting and your thoughts are 
very powerful energies. Your words are even more powerful and the actions out of those two are manifestation. Are you bringing your godliness into this reality? But if you are not, if you are not consciously aware of the power of those things, you can bring elements into your life that are undesirable, that cause you to struggle, that cause you to experience a very vulgar state of self. But once you know and understand the, the power behind that, the power behind yourself, there is so much room for you to experience yourself in so many different ways and in such a pure and light, loving self that absolutely anything around you can be happening and you will be at complete peace. Which is obviously a very, very high state of enlightenment which you can only reach over a series of lifespans. So yes, this book also plays into reincarnation because you cannot remember who you actually are in la one lifespan. It's too much. There are too much, too many experiences for you to be going through, for you to be able to realize who you are in one lifespan. You have to experience all the good and all of the bad before you can know who you are. That brings me to the final point of this book, which really hit home for me, because as I've mentioned before, I'm someone that's very much concerned with other people. So I get shoved around a lot by myself, actually, because I allow it. Because I'm concerned of what other people think and what other people might feel and what other people want or want me to do, instead of just focusing on myself. Because me and the person that I am and the godliness that I am is the most important element in this entire reality. Because the purpose of this reality is for me to be experiencing myself as divinity. So that means we should be more focused on self-centered loving. About loving ourselves, about loving who we are in divinity. And not being manipulated or pushed around by other divinities or other human beings just to keep them happy, to serve their experience of self. We need to be serving our experience of self. So if you have values um, and they resonate very deeply with your experience of self, to let other people walk over those values just because you want them to be happy is denying yourself your own self-experience. So this is why 
it's okay to say no. This is why it's very much okay to have very, very clear boundaries of what is okay and what is not okay for you, personally, for you and your self-experience of divinity. You might think that that's in contrast with what is right or what is wrong. But again, there is no such thing. There is just what is, what is okay for you personally in your self-experience and what you want to be in relation to what is happening and what you don't want to be in relation to what's happening. And then I'm going to end it off with, and this was for me so beautiful, is that you can't change other people. You can't change their perceptions. You have to allow every soul their own path because they are experiencing self in their own way with their own set of circumstances with their own set of thoughts and emotions you cannot even start to comprehend what they're going through and you cannot force them or lead them on to be where you are in your own journey because they are not the same and that is okay because self-experience is why we are here your self-experience and their self-experience are two very different things so allowing yourself to see that helps you to not take things personally when it comes to you and it helps to think about it that the process of you reminding yourself of who you are reminds others of who they are so don't judge others don't try and put them in your space or put yourself on them or try and change who they are or change who you think they should be or the experience that they should be having all that you need to focus on is yourself is reminding yourself continuously of who you are and shining that light and as you remind yourself of who you are others will perceive that and they will see that and they will notice that and it will remind them of who they are and that is all that we actually have to do in this life so simple mind doesn't understand it but this as soon as you grasp that with your soul, with your beingness, life actually becomes simple, beautiful, magical. Okay, guys, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please keep uh, an eye out for the other two books. I haven't read them yet, but I will be doing a podcast on them too, I'm sure, especially if they resonate as much as this one did okay my loves uh, please follow this channel subscribe to this channel follow me on Instagram B underscore a underscore ripple check out my website for links to all of my content I will chat to you guys again in a week's time oh my love bye